Episode 84, Being Prepared for Death. A couple of years ago, a young high school senior got out of a car on Granville Street in downtown Vancouver. It was in the spring, April or May. He'd decided to join a different group of friends. He was riding in the back seat on the driver's side. They were in the right lane. Granville is a one-way street downtown. And when he exited the door, a city bus slammed right into him. He'd been a star athlete and a superior scholar. His future was bright and lying directly ahead. All over in an instant, he didn't have time to prepare. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. When things like that happen, it gives us all pause for thought. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it is with most of us. Most of us have time to consider dying, especially we retired people. We have managed to the retirement phase of life. We've seen some of our friends die. We've read about others, like the young man described, who died much too soon. Many of us have seen our parents through their last days. We know that death awaits. Why is it then that we hesitate or refuse to plan for this defining moment? Just this past week, a good friend of mine called to inform us that he was headed to a convalescent center. He had experienced a very painful night and could no longer manage at home alone. He takes many drugs to alleviate pain. One of them is morphine. He has advanced to the stage where he must carry a morphine pump. He gets a steady dose. The drug also plays with his mind. He needs assistance. He has mesolithioma, asbestosis. He was given six months to live two years ago. Hospice has been a weekly companion ever since. The nurse has become a friend in a way. The six-month time frame has stretched but not broken. It has been a continual decline. His life has changed ever so slowly. He continued to go to the gym. He lifted lighter weights and did fewer routines. He still went for walks, slower and shorter. He sat in front of his coffee shop and read. The rest of his life was spent in his small, darkened, silent apartment. This is as it had been for many years. Even though, given this death sentence two years past, he continued in his normal routine for the most part. After his diagnosis, I asked if he had prepared his affairs, a will, a power of attorney, a health directive concerning end-of-life medical treatment, etc. Not yet came the same reply over the entire two years. After inquiring and encouraging that this be done periodically, I gave up. He just wouldn't prepare. And I'll tell you, my friend has always been well prepared for whatever might happen next. 
That is why he led such a regimented life and low-keyed. He has never liked change, and he has never liked surprises. Yesterday, we took him back to his apartment to pick up a couple of things. He told us that a couple of nights ago, he would have ended it all if he could have. He described facing the wall and rubbing his hands and face against it just to get some physical contact. A sad story. He had no way to take his own life, but he had sought it that particular night. Later, the same night, he told me he had prepared a will, a health directive, and an end-of-life request. It was on his computer, unsigned, and thus invalid. The following day, we had him sign all the papers. It was the last day he was capable of doing such a thing. Now he lays in a convalescent center. The smell of urine and excrement meet us as we turn down the hall to find his room. He shares the dimly lit room with another man. The beds are narrow and minimal. There's one chair next to the bed. The closets are small enough that one can't even think of bringing much with you. He's on a five-day trial period. That's what the hospice nurse called it. After that, they will reconsider if the pain abates. If it doesn't, we don't know how to die. It is something that is left out of our education, our culture, our technological world. We have a can-do attitude about everything. We have coined all sorts of cliches to cement this attitude into our very soul. Though one sits on the brink of death, It's a taboo subject. Something may happen. Sometimes miracles occur. We refuse to face the abyss. We even have organizations that help us with this end of life. Hospice and death with dignity groups. And of course, organized religion. My mind goes to considering death as I understand it in ancient Rome. Death was not something to be feared. Death just happened. The soldier would fall on his sword rather than be humiliated in defeat. Life for most of us, including my friend, can be very bad as we near the end. There are many ways to die that might be better. We all have our own thoughts on this topic. The difficulty seems to be in sharing them. We rarely talk about it. We rarely think about it. We rarely face it. I guess good old American know-how can solve lots of problems. But on this one, we always fall far short. This is Retirement Talk.